Amen. Last week, we, we looked at the Bible-driven man and his purpose, and we talked about uh, our purpose as men. Well, today, we're going to look at a very, a very similar subject, but really a, a, an entirely different focus, and the, and the question is this, what is success in life? We're going to talk about success today. What is success in life? Now, I think this is going to be very practical, uh, a very real application that we can grab a hold of. Again, the question is, what is success in life? What does it mean and what does it look like to lead a successful life? And, and here you are in whatever stage you find yourself in life. Uh, here's the question before you. What does it look like to lead a successful life? What does it mean to lead a successful life? Now, let me tell you, men, this is a very, very important question for us to answer. In fact, it is a vital question for us to have an answer for because the truth is this. If you have a false idea of success, you will spend your life in a false pursuit. And that's just the truth of it. If you have a, a wrong idea, a false idea of success, you will burn up the days of your life in a false pursuit. And if you do not know what true success is, you are in danger of, of spending your energy, spending your hours chasing something that does not matter. So again, the question is a very important question. What is success in life? What does a successful life actually look like? Well, let me tell you today, Satan has craftily perverted this. And, that, and that's the truth. Satan has come along and he has and intentionally, he has craftily perverted what success is. And one of his great joys, one of his great victories is that man after man, life after life is spent on that which does not matter. Now, that is a victory for Satan. You come and, you, and you, you're born and you live and you go through the course of your life and you get all the way to the end and you have spent your life on a thing that does not matter. That is a tremendous victory for Satan. People wasting their days. You see, understand this. Satan does not care if you're successful. Sometimes we act like, well, if a person's successful, that must be of God. Listen, Satan doesn't care if you're successful. Satan doesn't care if the world calls you successful as long as it is the wrong definition of success. And that's the truth. Today, the world says success looks like several things. Let me, let me walk you through some of these. Today, the world says that success is money. And I think this is probably the most common thought. Success is the accumulation of materialistic things. It is the accumulation and the holding of money. And I think in our culture today, that is the clearest mark of success. How do I know a person is successful? How do I know that they have done well? It is in the cars that they have, the, the pickups that they have, the, the houses that they live in, the money that they possess, that they can spend, that they can put in accounts, all of the stuff that they acquire. That is what we count as success today, I believe, in our culture. We chase after that idea of success. Think about this. How do people pick a job? It's based upon the amount of money it pays. Well, here's, here's a career that pays a lot. I think I'll go into that. How do people pick an education? I don't know very many people say, you know what, these are the things I'm interested in and I don't care what it pays. We pick an education say, how much money is available? What career does that lead to? That's how we pick our education. I was talking to a guy a while back and he said, you know, at this point in his life, 
he would work for half of his paycheck to have a job that he loved. I wonder how many people get to the point, say, you know what, I, it's, I get to this point, I see what money's brought, and I would work for half of a paycheck to have a job that I love. One of the ideas of success today is money, materialism, and the accumulation of stuff. Another idea of success today is the idea of comfort. The idea that, that you are comfortable in life. And that is held up as, a, as an ideal of success. You have all the things that you need. There's nothing in life that, that makes you uncomfortable. And, and so all the, all the comfort things you've acquired, uh, think about this. There's nothing hard to endure. Man, that must be success. There's no longer any hard days to, to plow through. There's no reason to endure or persevere. Man, that must be success. I think about how we're raising our kids today. And, and we can say differently, but I, I watch how we raise our kids today. We raise our kids today, and when things get tough or things get hard, we allow them to quit. Sometimes we encourage them to quit. You know what? Your teacher shouldn't talk to you that way. You know what? Your coach shouldn't talk to you that way. You know what? No one should have to run that much. No one should have to pay a price, that heavy little kid. And, and the best thing for you to do is be happy and comfortable. When the pressure's on and things get heavy and hard, we let them quit. We think comfort is a measure of success. You have, you have success in your life when you are comfortable in life. That's another idea of success. Another idea of success is freedom. You have freedom to do what you want to do, when you want to do it. Man, that must be success. And I, I watch some of these guys, and, and they're loading up their fishing boat, and everybody else is going off to work, and they're driving off to the lake. Woo, now that is success. Freedom to do what you want to do when you want to do it. You want to go, go. You want to stop, stop. No one is telling me. No one is going to dictate to me the course of my day. Let me tell you this. For some reason, from the time we're born, we like living with no restraints. We, we don't like anybody to, to, to hem us in. We don't like any, any borders. We don't like any guardrails. We like to live without restraint. We want to cast off the restraints. Well, our, our idea is, you know what? I have come to the place that I am free and I will decide what I want to do. I'm the captain of my ship. And we look at that guy and say, now, wow, that must truly be success. Another idea of success is to be esteemed or acclaimed. And, and really, I'll just put that in simple words. An idea of success is to be a big deal. You know what, and, and maybe it's in a little town, I want to be a big deal. It's where I work, I want to be the biggest deal where I work. Maybe it's in a, a bigger pool. You know what, I want people to know my name in our area. Or maybe it's our nation. I, I want to be famous. Our culture today, we want to be known, we want to be famous. And, and whatever the avenue is, maybe it's through sports. It's not enough to just compete, but I, I want to be acclaimed for playing that sport. Or maybe it's business. It's not enough to, to have a successful business, but I want all the books and the papers to point to me as, as the success in the business. Maybe it's in Hollywood, and they're famous as an actor, and they have all this acclaim through that. Today, we live in a weird time when people are actually famous for being famous. Now, I was thinking about that. I don't know of any other time in, in, in human history when people were just famous for being famous. Now, there's a word for that. It's called Kardashian. <laughs> never produced anything. Never built anything. Never did anything. People that are actually famous 
for being famous. What are they, what are they, they're famous for being famous. It is a big deal to have a claim for people to know your name and for you to be famous. I, I was thinking about this. I was about 18 or 19 years old and, and starting about 1985, 86, we start watching MTV. When I went to town, we couldn't watch that at my house. Uh, we, we start to see uh, Neon Dion and these guys in athletics. And about 18, 19 years old, I thought, you know what the most awesome thing that could ever be was to be sometime, be so successful in whatever you're doing that you ride around in a stretched out limousine and you got a driver up there in the front and everybody knows who you are and, and you watch on MTV, they pull in and Neon Dion steps out and you think, man, that is, that is awesome. That is success. I want to ride in a stretched out limo and have a driver. True story, the other day I was riding in a stretched out limousine and it had a driver. Now there was a casket in the back. Sometimes God has a sense of humor. Listen, if we chase the wrong idea of success, if we go around thinking, you know what, it's in money and it's in stuff and it's in acclaim and it's in reputation and it's in the comfort that you're never uncomfortable. It's in, the, it's in the stuff of life. It's in freedom to make your choice. If we chase after that, and listen, by some stroke, if we're able to accomplish that, the joke is gonna be on us because we're gonna find that it's empty. The question is this then. So what does success in life look like? Last week we talked about our purpose this is really a practical outflow of that. If you are successful as a grown man in life, if you are successful as a follower of Jesus Christ, what does success look like in life? And here's what we're going to look at. Three very practical things. This is what a successful person looks like. What does success looks like? First thing is this. Success looks like this. Being in fellowship with God. Well, that sounds kind of goofy, doesn't it? Being in fellowship with God. Now, I want you to hear what I'm saying here. This is not just knowing God. That's important. This is not just loving God. The greatest commandment is that we love the Lord our God with all of our heart and our soul, our mind and our strength. That's the greatest command. That's our duty. But this is not talking about just loving God. This is actually walking with God in fellowship with God. That is true success. That's when you're leading a life that, that, that is successful. You are walking in fellowship with God. You are walking as a friend with God. You are not broken in that relationship. You are moving through life in fellowship with God. Now, let me show you a couple things here. First is this. The only way to have fellowship with God is by placing your faith in Jesus Christ. We are sinners because of our sin. We have a broken relationship with the holy God. The only way to have fellowship with God is to have a faith relationship with Jesus Christ. We call that being saved. Let me tell you this very plainly today. If you are not saved, you are a complete failure in your life. And I don't care what people know about you. I don't care what your bank account looks like. I don't care what you're revered for. I don't care how comfortable your life is. If you do not have a faith relationship with Jesus Christ, you are a dismal, disappointing failure in your life and your eternity is gonna look the same. You have to put your faith, your trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But let me tell you where we're messing up. We preach that a lot. But we, we preach that that might be the end. I want you to understand that's only the start. 
If success is walking through life with a, with a fellowship with God, that's not the end. That's just the start of it. That's what makes our, our union whole again, but that just starts the process. Now, listen to me. What that means from there is after that fact, I have to hear from God in his word. I have to be led by the Holy Spirit of God that lives inside of me. Jesus says this, we abide with him. In the New Testament, it says, now as a friend, we are in fellowship with God. Let me tell you something else that means. We've put our faith in Jesus Christ and we're listening to him through his word and we're we're trying to walk following the the leading of the Holy Spirit inside of us. But that also means this. If we're going to walk in fellowship with God, we have to lead a holy life. Now that's a word that sometimes sounds pretty religious. Let me tell you what that means. That means this, we have to be in our life sick of sin and separate from sin. You know, I'm sick of my sin. I'm sick of sin. I'm sick of the consequences for sin. But you know what? I want to be separate from sin. I don't want to to dabble in sin. I don't want to get as close as I can to sin. Be sure of this. You cannot be, this is what the Bible says, in fellowship with the living God and be a friend of the world. 1 John says that. If you're going to walk in fellowship with God, you have to separate yourself from sin. Now, what that means is this. We walk in obedience. Simple as that. We hear what God says. We hear where he leads, and we we step out, and we do it in obedience. We obey God in our marriages. Well, I'm not sure I like that. It doesn't matter. We obey God. We obey God in our home. We obey God in 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 our responses, in our businesses. We hear, and we obey God. Listen, a successful life is to live and to walk in fellowship with the Holy God. Let me say this. What could be better? Good night. What could be better? More stuff? More money? What could be better than to wake up in the morning and say, you know what? In the grace of God, by faith in Jesus, I am right with the Holy God, and I'm going to walk through the course of this day in fellowship with the Holy God. What could be better than that? A bigger bank account? Success is to be in fellowship with God. We need to start holding that up as a standard. You know what, kid, as you're going through school, you know what success is? It's to be in fellowship with God. You know what, I'm picking a career choice. You know what, pick one you love, but you know what the best thing is? It's to be walking in fellowship with God. You know what, I'm in life and I, I've got a lot of money or I have no money. You know what, that's going to be fine. The best thing is to walk in fellowship with God. That's the first thing. Second thing is this. Success in life, what does it look like? Success in life is bringing God great glory. Success in life, leading an actual life of success, is bringing God great glory. Now, what that means is this. Your life doesn't exist to point to you. Your life doesn't exist to exalt you. Your life doesn't exist to serve you. But your life exists to point to God. Your life exists to point and bring glory to a holy God. As you live, as you grow, as you age, as you run through the course of your life, and maybe you're in your 20s, maybe you're in your 30s, all of a sudden you're in your 50s, maybe you're 70, maybe you find yourself and you're 90 years old, but, but, but to walk through the course of your days that people would see your life and say, wow, what an awesome God we serve. Wow, what a great business, no. Wow, what a great athlete, I remember him, no. It's that they would see the course of your life, the path of your life, and they would say, what an awesome Savior we have, Jesus Christ. 
Wow, praise the Lord. Look at this life of this faithful person to bring great glory to God. True success is to bring great glory to God. Why do you think, I want you to listen to this, it's pretty profound. Why do you think Satan has invested, and he has, has invested so much in changing the definition of success? You see, Satan is the one that says it's money. Satan's the one that says it's freedom, a fake freedom. Satan's the one that says it's comfort. He's the one that says it's being famous. Why do you think Satan has invested so much in changing the definition of success? Listen to me, it's because of this. He can't stand the glory of God. He exists to diminish the glory of God. And if he can take the pinnacle of God's creation, if he can take humankind, and if he can have us live our lives for ourselves, if he can have us live our lives in sex and in, in self-exaltation, he doesn't care if you succeed at all of that as long as you rob God of his glory. Wow, look at that business. No one's talking about God. Wow, look at that athlete. No one's talking about God. If he can put you in competition with God, and you exist to glorify yourself, you're robbing God of his glory. That is the mission of Satan. Let me tell you this. If we're following the wrong definition of success, here's the truth. We look a lot more like Satan than we do God. Remember in the book of Isaiah, he he exists and he's jealous of God's glory and he decides You know what, I'll rob him of that glory. If you exist chasing the things that he has defined as success, you look a whole lot more like Satan than you do God. Success is to glorify God. Jesus says this in Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Let your light, let the, the path of your life so point a light to our Savior, Jesus Christ, that they glorify our God who is in heaven. I want to do that. I, I sit there for, for a minute, you know what, I want to do that. You know what, I, I'm nobody to look at, I'm nobody to see. You might see how messed up I really am. I, I want to wake up in the morning and I want to live a life that, that when I go to bed at night, people say, man, what a Savior. Man, he must, for, he must forgive sin. What grace he's shown to sinners. What a tremendous God we have. I want to live a life like that. You know what? That's true success. That's what living truly is. The third thing, and man, this is one we've, we've marked off today, but let me tell you. True success, listen to this, is bringing many people to Jesus Christ. Well, that's the preacher, isn't it? No, that's, that's all living people. That's a follower that's put their faith in Jesus Christ. True success is bringing many people to Jesus Christ. Understand, friend, we serve an eternal purpose. You know what? You might be a farmer. You might be an insurance agent. You might be a mechanic. You might work at a grocery store somewhere. But listen, you serve an eternal purpose. God has put you on an eternal mission. That's why we're still here. God is patient and kind, desiring that none should perish. That's why we exist. And listen, only what is eternal is what's going to matter. Only what lasts into eternity is going to truly matter. The Bible says it like this. Lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. We are successful in life when we bring many people to faith in Jesus Christ. 
Now, let me, let me tell you this. I, I don't know very many people that you said, hey, tell me what success is. I don't know many of them say it's bringing people to Jesus. Hey, tell me what success is. Who's the most successful person you know? I don't know many would say it's the person that brings a lot of people to Jesus Christ. Do you know why Satan has worked so heavily to distort this idea of success? It's because he doesn't want anybody to be saved. He, he wants hell to be full. He wants hell to be brimming over with lives of potential and lives of promise and lives that were precious to a holy God that were stolen away. Their, their destiny was stolen. They were ruined in the wages of their sin. That is the goal of Satan. He doesn't want anybody to be saved. I, I know when I say that, some, some of y'all are, and maybe some of us say, well, I, I don't know if that's me. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't know if I can do that. I, I don't know if that's, if that's what, it's, what I'm built to do. Maybe I can, I can honor, honor Christ in some other way. Let me, let me paint it for you like this. Friend, how empty will it be to one day enter into the glory of heaven? And I can't even imagine that, but to, to, to walk into the glory of heaven and to come there and stand in the glory of our Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible says there's not going to be a son because he's going to illumine the whole place. He's going to be the glory of heaven. And to, and to come and to walk into the glory of heaven and walk into the presence and the glory of our Savior, Jesus. And to be there not because you earned it, not because you did anything, but in the grace of God to come into the glory of heaven and to say, you know what? I thought so little of it all that I brought not one person with me. Not one person that I bring with me. You know what? I love your grace. I'm so thankful for it. That's what I say with my mouth, but I thought so little of it. I brought not one person with me. How hollow is that going to be? Lord, I'm sorry. I brought no fruit. True measure of success is to bring many people to Jesus Christ. Satan's taking that away from us. You know what? Not a lot of folks are finding Christ through the mouths of, of faithful men today. One of my favorite times, and it's just my, how, I, how I grew up, maybe yours is something different. One of my favorite times is harvest time. And I, that's how I grew up. And my granddad and my great-granddad and my dad and my, my family, my brother, my, my sister in a module builder, um, one of my most joyous times is to be out there stripping cotton. And watching that basket, watching that cotton roll up those row units and go blow in the back and watch that basket get full and, and to see, hey, it's getting full. I'm going to turn. I'm going to pull around here and to come up there and pull the lever on that and watch that basket start to turn over. And first, a little bit of cotton falls out and then the whole thing falls out. And, and to look back and see that and pull that lever back down and go look back, you know what, I'm going to go get another load. That, a joyous time. To watch the combine pull over and, and that, that glass there has got golden grain all the way up to the top and you, you start to pull up and you swing the auger out of that thing and you run over that wheat truck or that grain cart and that, that, that auger starts to turn, that wheat starts to pour out and it starts to fill up. Joyous time. Come up in the morning, the sun's coming up and, and you've been out all night long and there's hay bales stacked on trailers. The harvest is done. It's stacked on trailers ready to pull to the barn. A joyous, joyous time. Let me tell you this. The Bible says of Christians that we shall reap in joy and we shall come rejoicing, bringing 
in the sheaves. Let me tell you the, the greatest success that I can ever imagine. Let me just tell you this very honestly. I am a sinner. I am dumb. I am dumb. I, I can mess up a rock fight. I am nobody's example for sure. Jesus Christ is our example. I'm nobody's example. But let me just tell you this very plainly. When I see my sin, and when I sit and I think about how pitiful and how sorry my sin is, and I think about the, the terribleness and how I sinned against a holy God and how I brought shame upon his son, Jesus Christ, when I, when I think about my sin, and when I sit and I think about my salvation, that I didn't do anything to earn it. In fact, I did the opposite. When I start to think about my Savior, Jesus Christ, the perfect Lamb of God who has holes through his hands and through his feet because of my sin, when I start to think about the sacrifice of my Savior, Jesus when I start to look around me and I see the lostness around me and I see people hitting the same wall and the same wall and they're looking for relief and I see the hurt around me and I see it in our kids and I see it in our schools and I see it in our homes. When I see my sin and when I see my Savior and when I see the lostness around me, let me tell you something, friend. I am resolved that I'm gonna go to heaven and I'm gonna go in the grace of God. I'm gonna go in the power of God. But my intent is when I come to heaven, I'm gonna come in with a school bus and it's gonna have the tires smoking and we're gonna screech to a stop and it's gonna be standing room only and they're gonna be looking out the windows. They might be sitting on top. There's gonna be a trailer behind it and we're gonna roll down the window and say, all glory be to Christ the King. We're gonna go back and get another load. That's how we want to go to heaven. That is glorifying God. That is success in life. I want to walk with my Savior. I want to heap glory on him. I want to lead many people to Jesus Christ. Any other definition of success, you may pull it off, brother, and you're going to end up with an empty life for naught. That is success. That is what matters. Praise Jesus, our King. I'm going to ask if you'll stand. I'll lead us in a word of prayer. Father, we come, and I'm thankful for these men on this Thursday. I'm thankful that as we've heard the crud of the world, as we've bought into the lies that a bigger car and bigger wheels and nicer tires and fancier houses and pools behind them and clothes to wear, that that's going to be success. People knowing our name, that that's going to be success. That freedom to go and do is going to be success. That the ease and the comfort of life is going to be success. That we start looking more like Satan than we do our father. Lord, forgive us for that, but I'm thankful that you correct us in your word, that you lead us in paths of righteousness. I pray on this day that the men in this room would say, you know what, I'm going to chase something different. I want to walk with the holy God. I want to heap glory on him, and I'm going to use my mouth to lead people to Jesus Christ. And then I pray the result is this, Satan hates it. And Satan's sitting somewhere and he's stifled in it, and Jesus Christ is glorified. Lord, use us for, for your name's sake, for your glory. We're thankful for your word. We're thankful for your truth. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.